Ultra. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we crawl our way to the bitter end of the world's end, one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. Today, we are preparing to annihilate Minute 9, which begins with Stephen telling Gary that his ex-wife Selena is doing very well, apparently, and ends with Gary asking why getting older should affect friendship. <laughs> Man. Which has absolutely nothing to do with closure, as far as I can tell. I don't, because because the way we transition, we he he brings that up. He says he says why should getting older affect friendship? He's like it's about closure. Why should getting older affect friendship? What what do those two things have to do with each other? Yeah, <laughs> it's great, and it's, and it's classic. I mean, not not to speak out of my depth, but it's kind of. I don't know when I from what I understand of people with problems or people with uh i don't know like the diversion distraction smokescreen mm-hmm. you know people can kind of use words and platitudes to misdirect people mm-hmm. like oh like come on like why should getting older af- affect friendship and you're like it shouldn't but that's not what this is about right this isn't about friendship it's not about you know this isn't uh you know if you think about like the big chill or four weddings and a funeral but I think of I think I think those groups of friends are healthy or healthier mm-hmm. or sort of they're in each other's lives. They're they're kind of more like, hey, man, like I'm worried about you. Right, right, right. You know, right. Um, oh, Four Weddings at a Funeral is a great movie. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, so, you... uh, so, so Stephen is seeing a 26 uh, year old fitness instructor, which we talked about uh, earlier. So having uh, watched the minute, I am now on your side that I don't, he like, she's 26. He kind of puffs the chest out a little bit. Yeah. And he's like, he's like doing a little dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I'm dating a 26 year old. It's like, he's trying to impress Gary. Definitely. I think he absolutely is. Yeah. And, and Gary's not having it um, because he's not threatened by Steven in any way. No. Is, is the thing. Cause he doesn't want this life. At all. Um, he, the life that Steven has, he doesn't want. And so if he's not jealous of it at all, then Steven doesn't have a leg to stand on. And I think that that's what's happening here is that like they're both – they both feel the same way about each other. Yeah. And this is this is a very – I think it's really cool and it's, it, it's again kind of something to look at or to study about this movie in that – we have a script where we have the main character one after the other reconnecting with each of the members of this friend group mm-hmm. and each of the scene, e- each scene has a different energy and it brings different stuff out of Gary. Mm-hmm. Whereas like uh, the Peter scene is very much like, you know, he's like Ka the snake. He's like seducing or charming Peter because he knows that he can. Whereas the scene with, Steven is kind of like a dick measuring contest. So where he like 
Right. Hey, hey I'm still the boss. No, you're not. I am. Ah, that's cute. No, you're not. You yeah. Know? Well, and it's it's like, so, okay, uh, you got anyone on the go? I have, as it happens. She's a fitness instructor. 26. Pedophile. So it's like, okay, <laughs> so you you don't have anyone. Or like, do, do you have someone now? Uh, yes. She's a fitness instructor. 26. So not only like, so she's, she's fit, right? Mm-hmm. And she's young. So yeah. take Boom. that, Gary. And then he says pedophile. Like he accuses her, accuses him of being a pedophile because he's basically being like, that's disgusting that you would <laughs> date someone that young. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 15 years younger than he is. She was born when he was 15. So he's like pedophile. And he's like, I'm kidding. I'd love to meet her sometime as if to say, and so the same thing can happen with her that happened with Sam. And then Steven uh, says, and then Steven says, no, because he knows what would happen if they met, or at least he thinks he knows what would happen if they met, yeah. which is weird because I think Gary won because by him saying no, He's saying like, no, you can't meet her because then what happened with Sam might oh, happen again. So that's interesting. I, I I always took the no. What are you doing here? Which is a great Patty Considine moment, by the way. Yeah, I always took the no as setting boundaries. I mean, I'm sure that there is setting boundaries, but why does he need to set boundaries if he's not somewhat threatened I by think, the possibility? I think there's definitely friends that i'm like ah you're i don't want you're not gonna meet my girlfriend or i don't know you're not we're whatever this is whatever this singular conversation is about i we are not going to i'm not letting you into my life that way right sure because you're because you're embarrassing because you're a tragedy sure and you're gross and i don't want my (laughs) i don't want my girlfriend my 26 year old fitness instructor girlfriend who who knows how i even got that relationship I'm not showing her who used to be my gang, my, 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 my leader, my right, captain. Right. Well, and then there's the other aspect too, where if he's not really dating her, then right. uh, he wouldn't want him to meet her because she's not real. Yeah. Or, or, or their relationship isn't real anyway. Yeah. It's not like, oh, please, I would love for you to meet my 26 year old fitness instructor girlfriend, Gary, yeah. so that yeah. you can see how good I have it. So you can see what I was able to land. I would love to rub that salt in the wound. Yeah. Um, but then but then Gary comes back with another punch, which is that he he she, he says, what are you doing here? And Gary says, haven't you heard? As mm-hmm. if. To say like, oh, you don't, you don't know, like you're not in the know, like everyone else knows, you don't know. <laughs> like he's just putting him down with just that, even that one thing where it's like, oh, you think you're the big bad leader? Well, you don't know about this, do you? Yeah, yeah. We're getting the we're getting the band back together. It's just such a dick measuring contest. This yeah, whole then, scene. And then that is like, I'm not your bass player anymore, Gary. Which is like. Another, I'm not. Like, I'm not your prince. I'm not the prince to your king. I'm not your assistant anymore. You yeah, know. I, I know what I know what being your bass player actually meant, Gary. And I'm not that guy anymore. And I like that he's saying it in a way of like, we're getting the band back together. Gary's talking about them as a group. Mm-hmm. Steven says, "I'm not your bass player anymore." Mm-hmm. As if to say, like, I never felt like we were a band. I just felt like I was your bass player. Yeah. 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 Which is, again, just every line 
every single line is just like saying a million things. It's great. Uh, it, it's oh, what it's happens. So it's what happens when you get two actors like Patty Considine and Simon Pegg and give them a real script with a real, even, you know, like, again, like this is a comedy. Yeah. But every line is, I mean, this is like what great playwriting is, which is, okay, we're not, we don't have the gift of montage. We don't have the gift of flashback. Everything that has to be communicated has to be said in this space, which is sort of the challenge of a play. It's like, okay, yeah, this is a play about characters that are stuck in a cabin for over a weekend. We can't flashback. Yeah. So everything has to be communicated in this back and forth speaking in dialogue. level. And dialogue, yeah. yeah. Yeah, dialogue and the way the characters are performing the dialogue. Yeah, I'm not your bass player anymore, Gary. Yeah, I'm not your bass player anymore, Gary. No, I meant I'm, I'm, we're getting the boys back together. We can get the band back together as well as you like. <laughs> Uh, while smoking a no, cigarette we, and then and then steven says no we can't gary you sold my guitar to buy drugs that's the moment that i think steven stopped being gary's friend oh i really like i like that moment that we can kind of get a glimpse with each scene of when they bailed right so i think i think andy bailed after the accident and then i think steven bailed shortly after when gary sold his guitar to buy drugs yeah which sucks yeah yeah. It's a real um, trans- train spotting yeah. move, Gary. Yeah, it is. And it's also interesting because he doesn't say you you stole my guitar to buy drugs. He does say you sold my guitar to buy drugs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um but I mean the the suggestion is certainly that he stole it. Right. Yeah. He didn't ask. Right. Um I almost wonder if they were living together at the time. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. They have they have former flatmate vibes. Yeah, they do. They definitely do. Uh, and then Gary changes the subject and says, I've always wondered what what's that thing above the door called? And then Patty Constantine gives what is my favorite line reading of of Stevens in this movie is it's a lintel. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I love what's that thing above the door called? It's a lintel. Dick. It's so good. I it always, love it so much. I remember. I remember it got a laugh when I saw this in the theaters, and yet it's not really saying. It's not really a joke. No, it's just entirely uh, Patty's performance. Yeah, it's like yeah, I know. Like the <laughs> yeah, you have, yeah, you have, you have a moment. I know. It's a lintel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that so much. It's great. Um. Yeah, so uh, Gary immediately changes the subject from you sold my guitar to buy drugs. Uh, And then after getting this little lintel back and forth, uh, he says, uh, so plan is we're going back to Newton Haven to do the Golden Mile. And this time we're going to get to the world's end. Everyone's in. Steven says, what even Andy Gary says, you better believe it, big balls, which (laughs) I always think about quoting a lot and I never do. Um, <laughs> you better believe it, big balls. You better believe it, big balls. Uh, and then, so here's here's the subtle change I was talking about that changes sort of everything about what this movie's mission statement is. Oh, please. Um, so in the movie, Stephen then says, "Andy's going drinking with you," right? Mm-hmm. But in the script, it's Andy's going drinking with you. And the difference there is that 
there's two questions in the script. The first question is Andy's going drinking. Mm-hmm. And the second question is with you, which is to suggest that Steven is aware that Andy is teetotal. Right. So he is he he has communicated with Andy. They have a relationship enough so that Steven knows that Andy is uh, uh no longer drinking. Mm-hmm. Right? But in the movie, they've changed it so that it doesn't seem like Steven is Aware, like no knows anything about Andy being teetotal. Yeah, um, he just says Andy's going drinking with you all in one thing. It's one question, mm-hmm. um, and that's because Steven doesn't know that Andy's teetotal. Yeah, uh, and that's because they haven't communicated. They're not friends. Again, this is something that we we talked about earlier this week. These people are not friends anymore, and it sort of feeds the energy going into the movie when the five musketeers are all together. Because it's awkward. Right. They sort of, Edgar Wright directs them and the actors are really good at playing off like, this is weird. This is awkward. We are not comfortable around each other anymore. Because the scenes without Gary are so relatable as like, like we only talk about surface level stuff. Right. It's not like, uh, you know, Kevin James and Adam Sandler like ribbing each other. Like, this guy... How's your wife, you piece of shit? You know, yeah, yeah you're fat. Yeah, grown ups. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then uh, uh, you know, uh, Gary's just like, yeah, we're gonna go back to the old town, sink a few pints, and Stephen corrects him and says, twelve pints. <laughs> it's like, yeah, twelve pints is insane because it is twelve pints is insane. That's so much beer yeah i don't know the most beer i've had in one probably like four or five i've definitely had a six pack but a six pack is not six pints yeah it's not yeah and 12 pints 12 pints and imperial pints Mm -hmm. uh which i don't know how many ounces let's see imperial pint ounces let's find out an imperial pint is uh 19 ounces 19 and a quarter ounces of of beer yeah 19 and a quarter ounces of beer and 12 of those so 12 12 imperial pints equals 230 and a half ounces Wow. Which which is 1.8 gallons of beer. <laughs> so just a gallon of beer. Yeah, basically you're drinking a gallon of beer. Yeah. Well, no, almost two gallons. 1.8. Two gallons of beer over the course of like maybe four or five hours. And this kind of <laughs> yeah. and this kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier of like if they were if in a world where they pull this off, in a world where this doesn't turn into an alien invasion karate movie. <laughs> they they would have had to start at like noon just to like not go blind. Yeah. Yeah. If this were like we're going to start at noon and finish at like 10 p.m. Right. Uh, Or noon to midnight. Honestly. There you go. Because why not? Like, why yeah. not? Because well, you don't want to die. <laughs> right. Like space it out. Noon to midnight means a pint every hour. That's, yeah. That's solid. That's like, great. 
Yeah, that's good. Like you just you're 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 getting uh you're just gonna keep that heavy buzz going all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, actually that actually sounds kinda nice. Yeah, right? Yeah. We should do that sometime. Let's let's do it. But the idea two, and- two guys, twenty four pints. <laughs> <laughs> one one bar. Yeah. I, I wish we could find uh like a nice stretch of English style pubs outside of England where yeah. we could do something like that for the show. Yeah, let's make that a Patreon goal. Yeah, let's make it a Patreon goal. Um, Scott did the Golden Mile. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, because like I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll get we'll get into because I feel like they start like in the late afternoon. Hmm. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's like, don't they meet it? Uh, they 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 meet at four p.m. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, because he says because uh, he gets there at three for four. Mm-hmm. So when he when he picks them up in the beast, it's three for four. So then they they go to a rest stop, and then they drive into town, get stopped by the police, get set up at their uh, at their uh, uh, hotel, their be- their B and B, and then yeah. and then go out to the first post. So. We're talking, I mean, 5.30 is the earliest they're arriving at the first post, I would yeah, say. Yeah, that's too late. Yeah. Um, 5.30, possibly as late as like 6 or 6.30, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not good. It's not good. Not good for anybody. <laughs> 12 pints. Is that even, how much, if, if you were to do 12 shots of whiskey, Yeah. how much would that be? 12 shots? Well, a shot is like two ounces. Okay. So, so 24, like ounces, 24 ounces. 20, 24 ounces, which would be basically like, I mean, essentially a bottle of whiskey. Oh, so that'd be like drinking a bottle of whiskey yeah. in one night, which is also a tall order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's rough. That's Don't a rough do time. That. Don't, Don't do, do that, that, kids. Unless you're earnest no. anyway. Yeah, even then he probably shouldn't have. Didn't work out for him. No, his life would probably would have been a lot better had he not been doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I would I would much rather drink a gallon of beer than a bottle of whiskey. Yeah. Uh, yes, I think that's probably accurate for me as well. I think so, <laughs> especially if I can stretch it out. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Know, I don't know. I don't know if. I don't know if the idea of waking up at noon and someone putting a bottle of whiskey in front of you and saying this <laughs> has to. This has to be gone by midnight. <laughs> is scary. Drink up, boo boo. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna learn today. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Um. So yeah, twelve pints. And uh, what's this about? It's about closure. This is the weirdest line. It's about closure. Why should getting older affect something as important as friendship? It doesn't make any sense. I think I think it's about closure makes sense for Gary. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know what the, the, the very next line has anything to do with the previous one. Well, I guess in a world where not to get too dark and not to not to jump forward, but like maybe Gary sees this as his last hurrah. Yeah, of, maybe. Like, well, after this, I can kill myself. Oh, yeah. I guess that's true. I guess that is true. But I can't kill myself before 
I I can't die not finishing the Golden Mile. Yeah, I can't end my world without reaching the world's, the world's end. end. Yeah, which is uh, yeah, which is kind of you know not unheard of for people that are that are suicidal or depressed of like you know like people joke about it but of being like oh like when's if i can't kill myself before avengers endgame comes out you know right right yeah and, and you know there's that there's uh there's a whole thing where it's just like uh you know um there's like a there's like a saying or whatever like a common I don't know if you a meme saying I don't know if you that's what you would call it, but I hear it come up on on Twitter and things a lot where it's like um, somebody will be like, uh, uh, you know, like this this is the only thing keeping me alive right now, or yeah, um, that thing, yeah, or uh, or world you can't know, end before this, yeah, world world can't end before this, or or uh, or you know, like oh, I've I've uh, I've met this celebrity, I guess I can kill myself now, right. You know, where it's like, okay, it's it's over, it's done. I can I can end it. It's done. <laughs> um, you hear that a lot uh, yeah. on Twitter. Um, we're a mentally we're a, we're a generation grappling with mental health because uh-huh. look at our look I me mean, look at our timeline. Right, right, right. And I mean, the only thing we can do is like use black humor, which is why boomers don't understand us because they don't have that. Their idea of of black humor is like racist jokes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Sanford and Son, black humor. Yeah, black humor, right? Like fr- like that movie Friday. <laughs> <laughs> like and that Tyler they, Perry guy. Yeah, and then they watch like uh Fleabag and they're like, "Oh my god." Yeah. We really did miss out on uh on on a Medea versus Ernest movie. No, oh, I I I really like how your instinct was to go Medea versus Ernest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think Medea would straight up murder Ernest. I think Medea has taken human life. I think she alludes to that. <laughs> I think she does too. <laughs> well, I don't know. She's uh, <laughs> Medea. I've seen. I mean, yeah. Have you seen any of them? No. Okay, but it just so, it, it just strikes me they they strike me as like very uh, Ernest esque, especially the Halloween ones. Sure, they get more Ernest as the timeline goes on. It's right. interesting because like before Tyler Perry movies are so interesting because they're they're like especially the ones with Medea because mm-hmm. they they are Medea is, is often a supporting character in a lot of Medea movies. Right. The main character will be like Medea's, you know, grandkid or niece or nephew. And that main character is going through a very melodramatic like my my wife is cheating on me or like my son is is in jail a very kind of melodramatic problem and then medea will come in and provide comic relief and guidance so she's like mary poppins yeah definitely where it's like oh i have to move in with medea now because like my my my, my wife threw me out or my husband threw me out and medea's like you need to respect yourself your wife threw you out because you're a piece of shit i'm going to give you tough love and you're going to become a better person through my tough love Medea guidance. But then we reach a turning point around Medea's witness protection where <laughs> they become full on, like you're saying, Ernest goes to jail comedies. And that's right. kind of what boo a Medea Halloween is or a Medea Christmas with Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, my God. 
So there, there. So what you're saying is there was an Ernest versus Medea movie. <laughs> yeah, the closest, closest. Well, actually, Medea and Larry the Cable Guy's character they they bro down almost immediately. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I that's like probably. It. I mean, like the Avengers, um, and yeah. and Batman and Superman. Sure. Uh, you know, they start with animosity, and then of course a friendship would grow. Yeah. Um, over the course of the film, mm-hmm. so. Larry, yeah. the cable guy, and Medea's uh, mothers are both named Martha. Yeah. Whereas I th- I feel like Ernest and Larry, the cable guy, wouldn't get along very well. I feel like Ernest would get along with everybody. I feel like Ernest and Larry, the cable guy, are too similar. And there, would be, like- a, there would be a power struggle, I think. Yeah. I don't think er- – I think Ernest and Mr. Bean probably I- – I think Mr. Bean would hate Ernest. No, I think Mr. Bean and Ernest would be okay because Mr. Bean is very Vern like. That's true. I but, think that Mr. Bean and Larry the Cable Guy would that yes. would be a, that would be an issue because we don't we don't rem- Mr. Bean's not a slob. Who's our Who's our weird character? Uh, uh, Avengers. So we got Medea, definitely Ernest. Yeah. We've got Mr. Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean for sure. Uh, Pee Wee Herman. That's another one. Yeah. Yeah, Pee Wee Herman. Who is our Bo- fifth? Borat. Ooh. Well, but Borat was only in one thing, right? Ali G. Ali G. Might be Ali G. I don't know. Although no one, no one confuses the fact that like there was never a moment where like Sasha Baron Cohen was only known as Ali G. Right. Yeah. Like everyone people... always knew it was him. Yeah. Whereas, like Mr. Bean was like Mr. Bean. That yeah, was like they're... his comedian's name. I remember learning that Larry the Cable Guy was actually like a shitty white collar, no accent, just white dude named Dan Whitney. Yeah. That sounded like your friend's most racist dad (laughs) and feeling a sense of betrayal that he wasn't Larry the Cable Guy, blue collar radio DJ guy. Yeah, blue collar savior of uh, middle America. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I was actually a fan of Larry the Cable Guy when I was like, I was like he's funny. He's kind of, he's kind of fun. But then I, I, heard, I, I met Dan Whitney and I was oh. like, oh, fuck you. I didn't meet him, but I was just like, oh, you're that kind of dude. Oh, you're fake. Where it's like, oh, you're, you're basically, just, you're basically Jeff Dunham. <laughs> you're basically Jeff Dunham. <laughs> yeah. Oh, or like yeah. Jane Levy and Marvelous Miss Maisel, a reference I can make now. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Um, what's the, yeah. So who is, who, who is the fifth Avenger in this, uh, group then who's someone else who's only known for like a character, uh, Charlie Chaplin, the kid, the <laughs> I tramp? mean, that's a good one, but I, you know, he's a little outdated and he's very Mr. Bean like, so yeah, I feel like haven't... that's like double downing on, on, uh, similar, uh, characters. That'd be like having Dr. Strange and Scarlet Witch on the Avengers. Right. Yeah. They would cancel each other out. Yeah. Uh, Although apparently they're going to hang out someday. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a a, uh, like a Latin uh, comedy character? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I can't think of his name right now, but there was this uh, guy who would wear like a hat. He wore like a funny hat. And sometimes I'll I'll see a painting of him or like a, on like a gas station or a kind of sedia or something. I'm like, Oh, it's supposed to be that guy. Oh, and is, I, I'm not Mexican enough to know 
I've watched a couple episodes on Netflix because it's like a good way to learn Spanish. But that even that I think is from like the seventies. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, I technically, Mr. Bean. I mean, Mr. Bean never went away, but he was from the eighties. Yeah, I don't. But know I guess e. Pee Wee too. So and Eugenio Derbez doesn't really have like a character. Yeah, he just he's just is in comedies and was the voice of Donkey in the Spanish dubs of Shrek. What would you call that type of character? I, I don't know, like a, a comedy character. A persona? Well, comedy persona? Yeah. Yeah. Comedy sta- persona character? Yeah, because, like, Miss Maisel didn't want to be Miriam Maisel or whatever. She mm-hmm. she wanted to create a persona at first. Right. Hmm. I don't know. That kind of, like, don't don't look at me. I'm... F- what was you know that 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 kind of that SNL sketch where it's like the characters of comedy, right? Right. If a, if a Dracula is chasing you, turn around and choke the bitch. <laughs> God. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. For uh, Ronda. That's what oh, 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 oh. Uh, maybe maybe this is this is closer. Um. Oh shoot! What's his name? Uh, uh, Steve Coogan's character. Um, oh yes 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 um uh, uh, that guy oh no alan partridge <laughs> alan partridge oh my god people were screaming at us <laughs> okay uh, so yeah so alan, alan, alan partridge medea ernest <laughs> Pee Wee herman and what was the other one larry the cable guy Larry the cable guy yeah is is uh although is alan partridge like the loki <laughs> he's the villain yeah <laughs> he's the villain great. Hello, I'm Alan Partridge. He's trying to kill all of them. Yeah. Well, great. I don't know. Um, anyway. I'm glad this happened. I, I, I don't know why this happened, but I loved it. I hope you all liked it, too. Somehow we started talking about Ernest, and that led Medea. to Medea, and then so on and so forth. But anyway. All right. Well. <laughs> uh, be sure to uh, – it's uh, – it's duelinggenre.com slash merch today. Yeah. Uh, that's our tea Public store. If you want some T-shirts, go check that out. T-shirts, mugs, notebooks, the whole enchilada. Uh, duelinggenre.com slash merch will take you right there. We get a little piece of whatever you buy, and that's in our store or anywhere in tea Public by going through our link. We appreciate everyone who does that, and then we will be back tomorrow to wrap up the week with Minute 10. But for now, let's boo-boo. Yeah.